Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. March 21st, 2013. It has officially been 10 years since Colorado State's 84-72 win over Missouri in the NCAA tournament. Dorian Green went off 17 first half points, 26 in the win. So I decided that it would be a good time to catch up with the current Northern Colorado assistant head coach. We kind of reminisced back on that run and the win over the Tigers specifically. I also wrote a feature on the subject, which features some of the quotes from Dorian, as well as um, an exclusive interview with Nico Medved. So make sure you check that out. We'll have some more content coming from that as well. But instead of me mumbling on and on, let's just get right to that interview with Dorian. I really appreciate him taking the time to do this. That 2011-2012 run under Tim Miles and then the 2012-2013 run under Larry Eustacey were my junior and senior years of high school, respectively. I'd always been a CSU guy, but definitely leaned more heavy on the football side. And those two years, man, I just really fell in love with college basketball, especially at the local level. I always watched the tournament before my family's big Kansas fans. But I'm not kidding when I say that those runs kind of solidified that I wanted to go to CSU and be a part of that atmosphere in Moby Arena. And it was just really cool to get to look back on all that, talk about it with Dorian Green, a guy who you know I really idolized when I was in high school. So it was just really cool. And I'm really appreciative of him for doing it. Uh, real quick, before we get into that interview, kick off the new year with new gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all, though. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for DNVR listeners, Shady Rays has given out the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code DNVR or visit them in-store at Park Meadows Mall for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. I also want to shout out the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. You know we love our Breck beers over at DNVR. And for me, it just comes down to the fact that they have a beer for any occasion. They have an epic variety. You can't go wrong no matter what you choose, whether it's the Avalanche Amber Ale, Good Company Hard Seltzer. I love their Mountain Beach Sours. Really dig the new collab with Never Summer Fun Slinger as well. Whatever you fancy, you can find it on the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. It's really cool. It'll tell you the closest liquor store, grocery store, whatever near you, so you don't have to you know, go from shop to shop hoping you find it. I love Breckenridge. You love Breckenridge. We all love Breckenridge. Hey, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, we've got a really special guest today, Dorian Green, CSU basketball legend. 
currently the assistant head coach for the UNC Bears actually beat CSU this year. So I'm, I'm interested to pick his brain about that later on. But I, I wanted to get Dorian on because it has been 10 years since CSU beat Missouri in the NCAA tournament, actually 10 years to the day, which is crazy. We were joking before this that it makes both of us feel old. But <laughs> just going back, I guess, what do you think of first when you think back to that moment? Oh, man. Well, you know, first off, thank, thank you for having me on. I, uh, you know, I think most importantly, I think it's just a combination of the entirety of our four years together. You know, obviously we had a, a big group of, it was about six seniors at the time. So we had, you know, all kind of came in with the same mission of, you know, rebuilding the program with Coach Miles and staff. And so I think when you get there and, and now to look back, the cool part is, is like, we accomplished a lot of things and goals that we set out to do. So I think it's just the culmination of like the four years um, in our entire career and just the the group and the people that we had. I think, you know, as you look back now, it's kind of what stands out the most. Did you feel pressure as the face of the program, I guess, if you will, just being that guy that was kind of the consistent piece of that team through the, the you know, the start. And then obviously as you guys ascended. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I think for us, it was a group approach, right? Like we had, you know, uh, just names of, you know, Pierce, Greg, myself, Jesse, uh, Wes. Um, then you keep going in the add-in, Colton Iverson, a transfer, Daniel Bejarano. And so I think for us, it was a, it was more of a group thing, uh, more than anything. But the pressure for us that last year was like we got here, you know, the year before we got smoked and we didn't play very well against Murray State um, to kind of open up the tournament. So I think for us, like that last year, we were on a mission to, you know, go back and win. Like we got there. OK, now it's time to go win. So um, I know when Coach Miles recruited us, he always said like his whole goal was we're going to make it to the NCAA tournament and we're going to win when we get there. And so I think going into that last year. It was, you know, let's stay together. We've got unfinished business. There's some stuff that we, we've we set out to do that we haven't accomplished yet. So I think more than anything, like we were a group and we were together. And and I think that that was the, the biggest part of our success. That, those teams were so much fun, man. Just kind of yeah. looking back. I, don't know, I mean, even you just kind of saying the names made me think of some of the big moments from over the years. But, you know, you mentioned the the Murray State game. And I didn't really remember this, but I looked at the box score and you kind of str- struggled in it, you know, no oh, points, terrible. five turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> but then you come out against Missouri and it's just the complete opposite. You had 17 points right out of the gate in the first half, finished with 26. Was there a part of you that was like, I got to redeem myself individually? Obviously, it's it's the collective yeah. team effort. You want to win in the NCAA tournament, but you're a competitor. I mean, you're, you're a guy oh, that had a great career. There had to be a part of you that was like, no, I'm not going out like that. Well, 100%. Like, I was terrible the first year. Like, just that Murray State game was one of probably the worst games of my career personally. So, um, yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know. I think more of it's just like when you get to the very end, you you realize, like, you only have so many days left um, that are guaranteed. So just wanted to kind of maximize that more than anything. Um, that last year was a little bit funky cause I got hurt on senior night. So I was kind of bouncing back from kind of my first injury, um, in my career. So I think that was just more than anything was just trying to prolong the season as long as possible. Right. Like, and you know, um, it's always nice when you make a few shots and can kind of get in rhythm. Um, I just remember that Murray state game just could never really find the flow. 
in the game. And so that was just bad. So, yeah, definitely personally wanted to play better because I was awful in that Murray State game. You individually obviously played much better, but what was different for you guys as a team in that Missouri game versus Murray State? I mean, did you feel like the experience of having been in the tournament before was beneficial? Yeah, no doubt. Like, I think that was the biggest thing. Like, when we, I, you know, I, I just kind of remember going in that first year, the first time we made it, right? Like, everything is so new and you're a little bit wide eyed and not like you're just happy to be there, but it was kind of like, okay, we've got here. Um, and just experiencing that. And then the second time it was like, all right, this is a business trip. We've been here before. Like, we understand what it is. We understand the travel. We understand that you got the open practice. None of that matters. It's all cool. And it's all stuff that we'll remember, but like, we got to go get one done against Missouri. So I think it was more of the experience and then the approach and mentality of, um, you know, like I was kind of saying, like we, we had unfinished business going in there in that second game. And then I think we had an edge in that ship on our shoulder because of our seating too. We were really upset that we got an eight seat. Um, I was so, upset too, as, as a young yeah. CSU supporter. <laughs> You know, so I think just all of that, the combination of all of that, but I definitely do think um, kind of through our course, right, when you're rebuilding the program and, you know, we get to, you know, what the first year of like the CBI, I think was our freshman year. And then we get to the NIT the next year and we've been taking these baby steps, baby steps. So I think just the whole course of over those four years, you just kind of get seasoned into it. And we knew kind of going to that last game, like, Hey, we've been here before. We understand it. All right, let's go. Let's go win a game and let's go see how long we can kind of keep hooping. Where does that game stand in terms of the most significant games of your career? Like, is it the number one? Is that the peak moment? Oh, man, probably. I think so, because it just brought everything full circle, right? Like for us to to get there. And to win that game, obviously, selfishly, like played well, which is cool. Um, but for us to continue to move on and um, to show like tangible growth of, you know, where we were, you know, 18 years old, kind of coming into the Mountain West and taking our lumps um, and then getting there. I just think that it kind of brought a lot of things full circle. So, you know, when you look back, that's probably the first game that you think of. Um, just because it meant so much for us as a group and, 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 you know, leaving the program in a better spot than where it was when we got there. Right. Like we want to build this program up. We want to put CSU basketball on the map and we want to leave it so that the people and the guys behind us can take off and do more. What was that like your senior season, just having to go through the, the staff change? And I know you had some assistance, so it wasn't like it was, a completely new staff, but going from Tim to Larry, very starkly different personalities, but yeah. you had so much experience, I guess. Was it, was it weird at first? Like, was there kind of a feeling out period between this team yeah. that had played so much together and this new coach who's, you know, been around probably kind of wanted it his way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think it's just natural. Anytime you go through some change, there's going to be a little bit of that feeling out process. There's going to be a little bit of, you know, some things you got to get used to and some stuff that you've been stuck in your old ways for three years and it's new now. So you've got to, we have to adapt. The coaching staff has to adapt to the players. And it took us a little bit of time to kind of figure that out. Um, I, I just remember early in that that season, we had uh, some ups and downs and we went to see you. And, and didn't play very well and kind of made it close late. And then um, I think we went on the road like that same week or the next week and to UIC and we just didn't play well. We were kind of able to come back and regroup. 
and kind of refocus and, you know, and resettle and make a few changes and adjustments. And um, it allowed us to kind of take off. I just think that the most important thing with our group is like, we just had a bunch of guys that just wanted to win and we were going to do whatever it took to win and we we're going to figure it out. And we were going to have to change for sure. I mean, it's just, it's part of the deal when you get a coaching change, there's, there's going to be some different stuff, but I think at the end of the day, it's embracing the change a little bit too. And that was some of the stuff we had to do on our end was um, everybody can be stubborn at times. Right. So like we have to embrace a little bit of, of the change and know that, Hey, this is going to be different. But at the end of the day, we have a great group here that just wants to win. That's all we care about. We, we've There's nothing else that matters. So let's just kind of figure out a way for us to put our best foot forward and let's go win as many games as we can because we knew that we had the group to do it. So um, it took some time. Um, obviously, it was a little bit different, right? When you're different staff, different coach, and practice was way different, right? But um, over the course of time, we figured it out. Is that like a player led type movement where that has to happen or I guess where everybody comes together or is that kind of like the assistants, I guess, that are, that are preaching that to the players? Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's, you know, it's probably more profound and impactful when it's player led. Right. And in terms of um, us understanding that it's a give and take. Right. And so I think the good thing is, is like, looking back now to do that at 21, 22 years old, right? When we're old and had a bunch of older guys, we had been around enough that we understood what, what it took to win. And so um, we kind of knew that, Hey, like we're going to have to change. We knew that we were going to have to adapt. And um, obviously with the coaching staff and you're taking over a a new group or whatever, you have to adapt to them as well. So uh, it's just a feeling out process that at the end of the day, like if you care about winning, you'll make it work. Kind of going back just to the the seating you mentioned getting an eight and that's obviously always kind of a tough draw because if you win, you're very likely playing a one seed. In your case, it was the national champions in Louisville. Going in, is there a sense of like, ah, this sucks. What's the point? Because even if we win, we're just going to play Louisville. Or did you guys genuinely have the, well, this sucks, but let's screw it. Let's go beat them. Yeah, I would say it was probably more of that. Um, you know, obviously when you when you see your name pop up and after it's the number one overall seed, you're like, okay, that's uh, going to be tough. But, you know, I, again, we had to beat Missouri to even get there, right? So, like, you kind of just got to be in the moment. And I think when you're older and it's your last kind of go around, it's just take each day as it comes. We knew that, you know, obviously if we got through the first one that we were going to have a, uh, a a tough opponent in the second game. And, and a lot of times, like in the tournament, as we're seeing, you know, now, like a lot of it's matchups. Um, that wasn't particularly a great matchup for our personnel. Um, but you know, they were the best team in the country that year. Like That team was so, absurd. Yeah. So I don't know if they're a good matchup for anybody. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some of that. But at the end of the day, we were just focused on beating Missouri and then, you know, take what comes you know, next. And, uh, unfortunately looking back, it was kind of the kiss of death, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, it's, I'm still bitter about it, but you know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get over it and move on. Is a loss like that a little easier to swallow just in a sense of, I mean, they legitimately were the best team in the country. It wasn't like playing poorly against Murray state. It's going against Rick yeah. Patino, a machine. Like if they were so good. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, like the better team won. They played better that night. Um, We were okay early and then just kind of struggled. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Losing always stinks. I don't know if it's ever easy, right? Like the the more you look back at it. But, you know, knowing that they were a good team and it was a great opportunity and and, 
Um, I would tell you this, like they were dialed in, you know, and 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 they uh you could tell when you played them, like, okay, this team is gonna, they got a chance, man, because not only are they talented, they're locked in and um they were on a mission, that's for sure. If you're if you want to be really petty, you can point out that technically that game got rescinded by the NCAA. So it's like it that's never true. happened. Yeah, that is true. Um, I don't know if that means we made it to the Sweet 16 or not, but uh, that's definitely true. Um, but no, I mean, they were really good. It was, it was, uh, you know, obviously it was a great, great experience to be able to do that twice. Like, it was really, really cool. I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's what, you know, I went to college and played college basketball, so I wanted to play in the tournament. Like, you know, I think that's what a lot of kids dream of. So uh, it's pretty cool to get to live some of that stuff out. We will get right back to that interview with Dorian, but when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Backus and Shanker is free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to speak with you about your case, no fee while they work on your case, and no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Backus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help. If you're injured at work, call Backus and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. Finally, we've got to acknowledge the presenting sponsors, the OGs, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. There has never been a better time to get in on the action than right now. We're in the heat of March Madness. Maybe you want to bet on a team like Gonzaga to get hot. Offensively, they sure looked potent when I saw them at Ball Arena. I am a big Drew Timmy guy. I really love Julian Strother as well. Maybe you want to bet on Creighton. They looked pretty dang good as well with Ryan Kalkbrenner. Uh, Shireman's a big-time three-point shooter. They've got Nemhard. These are some talented, talented teams that you could still get pretty good value on. Maybe you're a big baseball fan and you want to get those MLB futures in. Now is the perfect time. I'm telling you, whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it with DraftKings Sportsbook. In the NBA right now, you can place a no-sweat SGP up to $10. That stands for same-game parlay. The more legs you add, the bigger your odds, the bigger your chance to win big. If your bet doesn't hit, though, up to $10, you're going to get it back. Giving the people a shot at redemption is just one of the many things we love about DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app today, sign up with the code DNVR, new customers bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with that code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's crazy that it's been 10 years. I mean, Thinking back to all of that is is wild to me. You're you've moved on to to coaching now. You're, you're doing great things with Northern Colorado, but you you got to work with Tim Miles. You got to work with Nico Medved a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's I guess what? How are those guys kind of alike? How are they different? You know, what did you learn from your time with those guys? Oh man, I think you know you take you take so much from you know, every coach you played for, you work for, you've been around, I think, um, especially somebody that wanted to get into the profession, right? Like every day is, you know, you feel like you're in a master's class, right? If you, if you can take advantage of it. So, um, I mean, I, I couldn't even begin to say all the little things that you take from them. Um, and, and I think from people, right. Stuff you like, stuff you don't like stuff that fits you, doesn't fit you. So I think still part of it is you, you got to kind of take what you like and be yourself, but I learned so much from, I mean, all the coaches that I've had. And 
and those two guys in in turn, like, you know, they they took a chance with me when I was a skinny little 17-year-old, 18-year-old, right? So um, I've always just been so thankful for the opportunity because I wasn't a highly recruited kid. Um, I was kind of an under-the-radar guy. So they took a chance on me as much as anything, right? So um, I just knew when I got to CSU, like, the people in the building were the right people, right? The right fit for me. I felt like we were going to go about things the right way. And the group that we had was great. And so I think at the end of the day, like uh, X's and O's and all that stuff, you can take all that. But like when you have good people in the room and in the building um, every single day, when you talk about that whole staff, you know, Coach Miles, obviously, and Coach Nico um, uh, recruited me. And then, you know, but you had Craig Smith on the staff, you had Coach Sloke. I mean, and then you go into uh, the second staff that we had that had, you know, Coach Stacey and Ross Hodge and, you know, Leonard Perry. Like, we just had so many great people there. And so just really thankful for that more than anything. Um, and just learned a lot every single day from everybody. I, I, I mean, specifically, I don't know if, if there's anything that just jumps off. I mean, I'm sure there is. But I think in general, just being able to learn from so many different people and perspectives and everybody looks at the game a little differently. Right. So you can definitely um, smart ones. You got to steal from other people. <laughs> Are you or I guess, did you see this coming for guys like Nico and Craig when they're just, you know, assistants they are aspiring basically in the position that sh- that you're in when you were a player? Were you like, man, someday these guys are going to be, you know, stellar head coaches? Yeah, I mean, I thought so, like, for sure, you know, um, just because when you're around somebody every single day and you see the time, the effort, the sacrifice, and, and that they generally care, right? I think you knew that um, at some point, whenever it was going to happen, that they were going to be able to get their chance and be successful. Um, so, yeah, not surprised by any means, you know what I mean? Like, when you get to be around somebody every single day and understand that their approach and um, the quality of person and character and the fact that they care and and work like I think you know at the end of the day at some point you'll crack through when did you know that you wanted to get into coaching was that kind of always part of the plan post playing career or was it just kind of something that you stumbled into um probably I, I kind of started kind of leaning towards coaching um as I was getting um done with high school and into college uh probably shortly into my freshman year like early in the fall it was like when I kind of decided like, Hey, this is something I might want to do. I think I just kind of fell in love with the process of winning and the process of, of what it takes every single, it's a day-to-day thing. Right. And so I think that process um, is something that I fell in love with the fact that like, you know, it's an everyday thing, the grind, all that stuff that people talk about, right. Like that's the stuff that intrigued me the most and everything that it goes into that, you you know, you don't see in all the behind the scenes stuff. Um that goes into like that everyday process of, of trying to get better and winning and competing. And um, so I knew early on, uh, probably in my freshman year, that this was something that I'd be intrigued by, um, you know, and 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 so now being able to do that's pretty cool. And, and so that's always been the thing that's drawn to me is just the process of winning and, you know, the ups and the downs of it and the totality of what it takes to um, put your best foot forward. And so um, that's the thing that I think as a player you love and, and obviously as a coach, that's what you're drawn to and, and what kind of keeps you going. Does it kind of scratch that competitive itch you had as a player or is it a different type of competitive? Yeah, it definitely does. It's it's different, right? Like, you know, when you're playing, you just like, oh, I'll just go make the play and, you know, make the shot myself. So it's a little bit different now, right? But no, I think so. I mean, like, that that competitive itch and that bug still is there. Um, and so you you get a little bit of that now. But I think the coolest thing for me, right, is like 
I had such a great college experience um, being at CSU, um, being a student athlete, not just, you know, athletically, but, you know, being able to go to school and get a degree and um, and that kind of stuff and being a college student, too. Right. So, like, that's something that I loved and appreciate so much. And so now to be a part of our guys's um, journey and their success and just to do whatever I can to help with those guys. I think that's the part that I like and, and I enjoy the most is allowing, you know, is being able and being with these guys every single day when they're living out their dreams. And, and um, so that's, that's the coolest part for me. You guys obviously had a lot of talented players this year, came into Moby arena and, and really lit it up against CSU. What was that like? I mean, was there a part of you that like felt conflicted deep down inside or, I mean, obviously you're, you're a bear right now. Like that's, yeah. that's your team, yeah. but it had to feel probably a little weird coming into Moby and, and beating your team. Yeah. yeah there's, yeah, I, I would say this year wasn't as bad as last year because last year was the first time we did it. So that was weird, right? You're in a different locker room. You sit on the other sideline than normal. Um, and so, yeah, it's a little bit funky. That's for sure. But I think at the end of the day, right? Like I tell people, there's like one time a year that I don't root for CSU and it's when hopefully we can beat them, right? Like that's the whole goal. So um, yeah, it's definitely was a little bit awkward and weird the first year, but this year, I think going into it um, the second time, uh, it wasn't as maybe strange, you know, but um, yeah, it was cool to, to go back and just to see a lot of familiar faces and obviously, you know, Coach uh, Medved being there, and then Joe, who's on staff, I was a freshman my senior year, right? So it's one of my teammates. So um, being able to see that, and then all the old old uh, life or fans, man, the Rams, right? Like just being able to see people that have you know were at games when I was playing that are still there. Uh, it was really cool. Like and and um, you know really thankful that we got to do it. Um, and obviously we played well this year. We played well last year too. Um, yeah, they had, you guys gave CSU a scare that first time. You know, they're the big expectations with Roddy yeah. and Stevens. And I think maybe up at halftime, like really lit it up from deep. Yeah, it was fairly similar to this year's game, um, except for in the first, you know, when CSU kind of came back on that run this year, we weren't, uh, or the the first year, we weren't able to kind of to put the, uh, to, to kind of slow them down. And this year we were able to make enough shots and, and kind of, answer their late run to kind of keep our lead. So very similar kind of like game flows, which was, uh, I don't know if that was a good thing. I remember on the bench, I was like, Oh, this is deja vu. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought we, we, we played pretty well. Um, obviously that's a game that's, you know, for us, it's big on our schedule and we have a ton of Colorado guys. So, um, it's one that, you know, our guys definitely love competing in. Not a ton of overlap, but you do have some common opponents every now and then like CU, for instance, in that scenario, are, are you reaching out to Nico and the CSU staff and kind of do you guys talk, you know, give each other pointers or has that never really been a thing? No. Yeah, I think definitely like, you know, in the coaching profession, right. People that you're close to your friends or if you have common or mutual opponents, you definitely, um, you know, communicate and speak and, you know, um, kind of see what they did against them and what, what they kind of prepared for. So yeah, when the overlaps for sure, you, there's definitely communication. Um, Sometimes, you know, like for us, we have different personnel and we guard differently. So what one team may do may not fit us, but at least to kind of get a little bit of a feel. Uh, yeah, you definitely share that with, um, you know, people that you're close to or whatever in the profession, if you have those those mutual opponents and, and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, you definitely do. You do uh, talk a little bit about that. But again, like if it doesn't really fit us or how we how we play or whatever, then um, they don't always, you know, 
crossover. I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but the last thing I just kind of wanted to ask you about is Tim Miles, because he's big in the national spotlight at the moment. What he's done with San Jose State is, I mean, really, it's historically significant. I think if they win one more game, it'll be the most successful season in, in school history. He turned around CSU, went to Nebraska and, and took them, you know, to the tournament, almost did a couple of times. What is it about Tim Miles that makes him such a good coach? I mean, everyone knows he's got like a good personality. He's kind of a goofy, lovable guy, but it's got to be more than just being likable. Yeah, no, definitely. I think one, like coach is really smart, right? Um, and so, and he's been around like, you know, that what he's doing at San Jose is what he's done his entire career. You know, like he transitioned North Dakota State, right? Then he goes to CSU and he said then to Nebraska. And so he's taken tough jobs and, and you know, he's a program builder. That's what he's proven that, that he's been able to do. I, I think, you know, the thing with him is like he just communicated his vision really well. Um, and I think that's the one thing when I kind of look back to the recruitment um, for me going to CSU was just being sold on the vision and the people. I think those are the two things that I think with him is that he understands what it's going to take, understands the ups and downs. It's going to be a process, right? You know, look at, uh, we played San Jose the last two years. And so to see the growth from year one to year two with him was phenomenal. Um, we played him close both times. So, uh, you know, it, it just kind of, he sold us on the vision. As I was saying earlier, like, you know, we had this big picture of we're going to get to the tournament and we're going to win when we get there. I don't know what that's going to look like every single day. Right. And we're going to have some ups and downs. Uh, we're going to take our lumps, you know, um, throughout that process. But over the course of time, we're just going to keep chipping away and we're going to figure out, you know, a way, a way to win and um, a way to compete at a high level. And so I think that when you look at him, like, um, it's just that vision and, and understanding the day-to-day -day grind of what it's going to take to build something and um, and how it kind of comes together. And so I think he's really, really good at that. Obviously, he's proven that over and over again. So, um, you know, I don't, I'm not surprised in, in terms of the success he's having at San Jose. I think maybe is, you say in year two, is that quicker than what you might have thought potentially? But to get the end of, you know, for them, they've, they've done a great job of – and they've got good players, and he lets them play and plays to their strengths. and so. Um, you know, that's, he's just doing what he's always done in my opinion. Right. You know, people ask me that all the time and I'm like, coach is just doing what coach does. Like he builds programs and he's good at it. And like you said, he's got that great personality and, um, you know, and he understands what it takes to, to kind of keep chipping away every day. What do people not maybe realize about Tim miles? I, I think that the perception is that he kind of he has this like aw shucks personality, like he's always oh, yeah. sweet, but like he curses a lot. I know that like he'll get after it. Well, yeah, you know, if you remember my first year, we had that like reality TV show on the Mountain Network where they yeah. had whistles all the time. So, yeah, I mean, like coach is going to coach you hard, you know, and not every day is going to be lovely. Um, I think that when you're competing and, you know, you're going to have those days where there's going to be a little bit of confrontation or whatever, like coach is going to coach you hard, you know. Um, and so I don't know, maybe that surprises some people or not. I don't know. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, we got coached hard. We got, you know, and, and we had to, we had to learn. I mean, I think my freshman year, we, we were playing three true freshmen quite a bit with me, Pierce and Greg at the time, you know, and Wes and Jesse were, were both redshirting. And so uh, we were playing some young guys and he had to put up with dumb 18 year olds doing crazy stuff. So like, yeah, I, I think that he's going to coach you hard, but um 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that really jumps out that maybe surprises you. I think some people maybe with that, but um, yeah, no, he definitely did coach us hard and we learned a ton and we had to, right? We were learning on the fly and we were having to self-correct um, with guys that didn't have much experience at that level. And so it was going to take a little bit of time and we were going to have to learn some hard lessons every now and then. Last question for you. Is, is that a balance you've you know, kind of had to figure out as a coach how hard to push people. I mean, like you said, it's 18, 19 year old kids at times. And I'm sure there are moments where, you know, you'd love to scream at them or smack them or whatever, not literally, you know what I mean? But, (laughs) you know, you have no control. Like you can put them in the best position, give them all the best information. It still might not be enough. Sure. I mean, I think it's, there's a balance, right? Like, um, it's just like anything in life. You have to have a, a balance, um, and I think you have to be to your personality, right? Like, um, you just kind of have to be who you are. And so, um, you know, I think for me, I'm still young in my coaching career. So some of that's still evolving. Right. But, you know, I, every now and then I, I've got a little edge to me and, um, you know, super, super competitive. I think that that's kind of what allowed me to be a good player. Um, but I think it comes down to communicating, right? Like you just have to communicate. And, um, the biggest thing for me is not everybody is the same, like, um, so you can't coach every kid the exact same way. Um, you got to be able to, to, to connect with guys and see what kind of makes them tick. And sometimes that's, you know, kicking the butt and sometimes that's putting your arm around them. You just have to kind of be able to have that feel and balance it out. So, um, like too much of anything, right. It's never necessarily always good. So, um, I think now it's just being able to communicate and understanding like this is what what our standard is and this is what we're um, going to coach you hard on. And then we're going to give you freedom in this regard. And um, at the end of the day, take care of your business, you know, be a good person, be about the right stuff and work extremely hard. And, um, you know, guys will be successful if you do that in whatever endeavor they have. So um, for me, it's just trying to kind of find a balance, you know, and, Again, like at 32, that might be a little bit different than what it is at 42, I hope, right? So, um, but yeah, just trying to kind of, um, as you said, you're just evolving as a coach and continuously learning. And um, there's some times where you've got to turn the heat up a little bit. And there's some times where you just got to let guys go and, and perform and compete. And so um, you got to kind of balance it out. But the big thing is just being able to communicate, you know, and um, being able to to connect with guys and, um, and then being able to to help them, right? Like, um, and, and whatever that may be, um, whether that's, that could be anything, man, you know? And so just being able to, to help and share my experiences and, um, and just figure it out. You know, it's one thing that, you know, coach miles always say, sometimes you got to figure it out. Like we got to figure it out. So. Well, man, thank you so much. It's been really cool to see, you know, you up and coming as a coach and, like I said, just before you came on, it's it's crazy to think back. It's been 10 years already, but those really were some of the most fun and significant teams of my lifetime. And I hope you realize just as, you know, a player that was a part of that, like how much it meant to CSU in a community to to have that run and go to back-to-back tournaments. Like, I mean, my entire childhood, that didn't happen. So to like see it finally come to fruition and the student sections, you know, the Harlem Shake and the San Diego State upset, like, I was a junior and senior in high school and I'm just like, man, I got to be a part of this. No, thank you, man. That, that That's awesome. It's, it's always cool to hear, you know, and um, man, just obviously so many great memories, just thinking back and looking back. And um, I know for us as a group, like the most, you know, important thing to take away from us is the program is in a much better place than what it was when we played. And that's, that's more important than anything. 
Um, obviously, you've seen like all the facility upgrades and that kind of like it's a it's it's a high level program now. So um, always rooting for those guys um, and cheering and 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 always you know going to be a huge Rams fan for the rest of my life. So just uh, for me, I'm just thankful that I had the opportunity. Um, grateful for everything, all the people that that were part of the process of it um, over the course of four years. There's so many people that help you along the way, and so. Um, just always, always, you know, thankful and grateful that, you know, had the opportunity to to go there and um, live out a dream. So um, it's been it's been really cool um, to think back and look back. Ten years is wild, man. That's that's wild. But, you know, makes me feel old, but um, just so many fun memories. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly, like not from.